This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, what's good? This is Barry Harrison, a.k.a. The Stars Barber. And uh, I just want to come at you today and tell you how schedulicity has changed my life. Like, number one, it changed my life because it helped me get more organized. I was able to structure my day, structure my week. Um, I know what type of revenue I have coming this day. If I need to run out, run an errand, uh, if I want to take lunch, I'm able to do all these things. And it just helps to structure uh, a barber or stylist or anyone that's in an appointment-driven industry. You're able to maximize your time. And time is something that you can't get back. So I value my time. And I love the customer service. And I've been with Schedulicity for over almost 10 years. I've been rocking with them for almost a decade. So happy to be part of the family. Happy. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno. And this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best bud, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's up, homie? So this is the last, and I'm actually a little bummed, like it's like, I think it's bittersweet, I think is the best thing. So over the last six weeks, we've been uh, uh, doing Shine School with Britt Carmichael, and this is the last uh, module, which is, which is uh, you know, module six out of, out of the last six weeks. But uh, I'm kind of like, I'm super excited because everything that she's given is just such amazing information. But, uh, you know, I'm also going to be a little bit sad, like, you know, when it's all over. 100%. Uh, dude, these uh, last six weeks have been extremely mind-opening and, yeah. and soul-searching and soul-finding. And, dude, it's it's been pretty impressive uh, how I've uh, got to kind of know myself a little bit better. You right, know? That's what it's about, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's turning that camera around a little bit. And, you know, Britt puts the camera, well, you put your camera on you, but she kind of like guides you through how, how to turn that, uh, that proverbial camera around on you. Yeah. She said uh, to go through the school several times. So maybe we'll, we'll have her back on for another six weeks just so we could talk to her. Well, and you know, it's a podcast. So, you know, you certainly can go back and uh, rewind and listen to different episodes. And, you know, we've purposefully tried to keep them short between 20 and 30 minutes. So it's not a big burden. You know, if, if, you know, I kind of envision this, like, if, if there's like, 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 my favorite, sorry, Britt, but my favorite was like module four, right? About forgiveness, you know, but if there's that moment where like you're either looking for forgiveness or you know that you got to let something go, you know, within, if you, it's like 30 minutes long. So if you just kind of went back to listen to that one, um, over 30 minutes, I think could be, uh, could be a, a great value. And, and, you know, you can listen to it a hundred times. Yeah. Dude, 
let's, let's get into this because I, you know, as much as I don't want it to end, I can't wait to get into it. I totally, totally. <laughs> it's like, it's like a really good book, right? You can't wait to get to the end. And then you're like, now what? Right. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, let's, let's get to the now what. So uh, again, this is a, this is module six um, and it's called turning dreams into reality. I mean, you talk about like, you talk about the final chapter, right? Right, right. Now you've gotten, you've done all this work. You've done your forgiveness. You've done your, 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 your bad calling yourself. You've done all this. Now what? Now we move forward and, 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 you know, Britt's going to kind of guide us yeah, into like, peel the labels off. That's I mean, it. We're, we're ready, man. That's you know what it. I mean? So yeah. now that we're free. Freedom. Yep. That we can now actually take our dreams and uh, move forward. Yep. So module six, turning dreams into reality uh, in Shine School. Miss Brittany Carmichael, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate you guys creating the space to share Shine School and just the, the journey of self-discovery with people, because ultimately that is the most fulfilling work that we'll ever do is learning to figure out who we are beneath the labels and not just the bad ones that we pulled off, but hairdresser, mom, friend, blah, 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 wife, all those things. Like we are so much more beyond that. And that's ultimately what the last five weeks have led us up to. It's going to be really hard to be a manifesting magician if you've got a lot of pain, trauma, or negative beliefs, or you don't believe that you're worthy of receiving all of these beautiful things that you came here to create. So that's why- I think you need a hat that says uh, uh, manifesting magician. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. such a, like a shirt or a hat or something it's got to have a rainbow right it's got to it's got to oh my god i feel a like i need hat. a sorcerer's hat or a wizard hat <laughs> baseball hats and this pink hair i don't know <laughs> but no seriously you have to do the foundational healing work to be able to get into that space where you're like what am i really here for what is my purpose what is my mission what do i stand for and and what do I want to create? What what mark or legacy do I want to leave behind? And it's going to be really hard to do that if you're still wallowing in resentment or anger or frustration or self-doubt. And ultimately, the last five weeks have been a buildup of pulling away all the things that you're not, all the negative beliefs, and getting to the space where you can actually finally have the confidence to say, you know what, I am amazing. I do have these creative gifts and talents to share with the world. I'm not sure really how to do that, but I'm a willing vessel. And that's all we need. And we talked about that in the forgiveness model is we just need willingness. And if you're here, if you're still tuning in and you've listened to all, you know, you're on the six one, you listen to all of them, then you're ready. You're willing. I know that it's time for you to shine. And so this Brent, hold on for a sec, though. Hold on, 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 hold on. I think we're a little ahead of ourselves. I mean, you said that you're ready for this, but I mean, let's also be clear. Like, we've just we've just discussed five weeks of like real work. You know, this might be a one year process. This might be a six year process. This might be whatever. It's not. You know, you don't listen to you know one you know episode two or whatever and then go, oh, I got it. No, no, that's where the work begins after you start listening to it. So, so th- there is a process to this. I mean, I appreciate you know us kind of going through it for conversation, but but you know, w- I also want to give people permission to work these steps. And 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 you know, we've given you know we have this content here, so you can work these steps. And and you know, take. Take, take what Brits shared with us and, and, and make it a part of your life or make it part of your practice now. 
Yeah, you're so right. You know, there's been, although it may be a six week course where you learn over the course of six weeks, it's a six month, six year, six lifetimes kind of process because you have to spend time integrating what you learn. It's not just, oh, now I know the knowledge and I'm perfect. We all know to love, but do you solve problems? Yes. So it isn't just enough to know. We have to live by that. We have to take action. We have to embody that in every single moment. And like I said, self-love doesn't happen overnight. So it's a daily minute by minute practice of really showing up with your integrity and standing in your beliefs and having the courage to, you know, put yourself out there. And that doesn't have like you, you can say, okay, love yourself. And then tomorrow, like, okay, get on live for your first time ever. No, you're going to have so much fear and self-doubt. So it is a building process over time. So I'm glad that you brought that up for you because it, it just, it's an ongoing journey. And, and that's something that, you know, you said at the beginning of this, this chat, you said, now what? I did all this. Now what? I got this goal. Now what? And that's what happens when we achieve these amazing goals. When we turn our dreams into reality, what ends up happening, what I find so many people doing is they hit these big goals and then they say, now what? Well, now what? It's never, you will never find fulfillment at the end of your goal. Joy is found in the journey. And if you look at the word, it's literally written at the beginning and the end, J-O-Y, journey, think about it. And so we have to learn to find the journey in the, um, in the commitments that we make for ourselves and not wait till the end to celebrate. And that's what this module is all about is walking you through the step-by-step process of how to create goals with soul, how to commit to them, how to celebrate all the small wins and how to use your mind to be able to attract to you the things that you're wanting so that we get out of hustle mode and into flow mode. I don't know about you, but I spent a whole many, many, many years hustling and I burnt out real hard, crashed, burned, got tired, didn't want to do it. I even, I even created a photography company because I was so done with hair. Like I can't do this anymore. And what I found is that I was lacking the joy in the journey. I was waiting for that next big thing or that, that opportunity or that, you know, certain number or whatever. And the truth is it will never be found there. It is in the moments of creation. It's in the moments of struggle. It's in the moments of learning. It's in the moments of failing and readjusting your course and say, right. you know, maybe this isn't right for me. I'm ready to shift. Speaking of that, I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta find contentment through it if you want to find peace. Right. But when you said, you know, even when you fail again, because like we said, practice, like for instance, you know, I was always a reactionary guy, right? So I wanted to react to something and uh, I've been practicing not to react, not to be that that reactionary guy. Right. And once in a blue moon, I might fail, but doesn't mean it takes me back to the beginning. Right. It just teaches me again that, Hey, you got work still to do. And so, you know, uh, Corey's favorite word is permission. I give permission to, for, for me to accept that and continue to stay where I'm at and keep moving forward instead of taking myself back to the beginning. You know what I mean? So but I love what you're saying right now. That's it. I wish we could like change the word failure, right? Because fail, failure, failure is actually a positive word, but it has all this negative connotation to it, you know, because, because within failure is success. You know, on the other side of failure is success. On the other side of failure is, is that fulfillment, yeah, you growth know? and yeah, all these things. That's it. I wish we could, you know, it, it, it's, it's the negative connotation, but really it is a positive word. Like we failed. So we know we, I, I forget who quoted it. I think it was, it might've been like Einstein or something. But, you know, it's like, I know because I've failed a thousand times, 
right? But I failed differently a thousand times. Right. I guess failure has different definitions, right? Because I can fail you, and that there's no there's no positive in that, right? It, 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 in, in in many ways, but failing as far as learning and, and growth and things that you're talking about is a different definition. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, Edison said, I haven't failed 10,000 ways. I've just found 10,000 ways that haven't worked. And I always I think say, that's the quote I was looking for, by the I way. Think I think so. And I feel like, I, and I always say, you can never fail if you learn the lesson. And so all of these failures that we think is the end of the road, well, I'm not good enough. It's never going to happen for me. It's actually just to teach you to become stronger, to build more resiliency, to build your boundaries, to build up your confidence in what you know you deserve and don't deserve. And I think all of that is a part of the success. But like you said, so many people um, fall down one time and then they're like, I quit. I'm awful. It's never going to work for me. And those are the ones, that's the difference between the ones that hit their goals and make a difference. And then the ones that don't. And the only difference is that they choose to get up and keep going. And that's ultimately what this whole module is about is staying consistent. Randy, Randy Pausch has a great quote and he says, the walls are in the way for the other people. Cause if you want it bad enough, you're going to find your way around that wall or above or under or whatever. That's always been my personality. I don't take no for an answer. I am always saying, well, what if this, or what if there's another way? Can't we try it this way? And I've always found a way around the nose or like it's not possible. And, and I think that comes with our creativity. I mean, if we're creative enough to create beautiful hair, then we're creative enough to come up with ideas to get around the problems that we are creating for ourselves most of the time. Um, so let's dive in. The first lesson is called Set Goals with Soul. And you can download a worksheet from Shine School that helps you to start writing out what are those things that really light you up? You know, going back to that first module, when we created the list, the happy list of what lights us up. This is ultimately what's going to shift where we put our focus and attention for our mission, our business, you know, ultimately all of this is to help you realize that you don't have to be working a nine to five job that you hate. You actually have skills and talents that are specifically designed through you and nobody else possesses the amount of tools that you have and come from the walks of life that you have. So you have something to offer that aligns with your passions, aligns with what lights you up and feels good and comes natural and easy to you. A lot of the times we don't even realize that we're good at something because we are just so naturally talented at it. And I always remind people, it's the things that people come to you and ask for your advice. If it's painting, if it's cooking, if it's just a a kind inspirational word, everybody has that thing that they're good at that they don't even realize. And ultimately my goal is once you discover who you are and what those talents and passions are, then my goal for you is to align what you're taking, the actions that you're taking, the way that you show up, what you're doing with your time here on this planet. And so hope by the end of this, my goal is not only for you to love yourself, but you for, for you to find a way to express yourself and to be of service in the world that makes a difference, not only for you, but for other people. Um, so this is what this first worksheet is all about is getting clear on what, what would feel good for me? Like what would be a good goal? What aligns with what is authentic and true for me? Not goals of like, well, other people want to make a million dollars. So I guess I should, I guess that's my goal. And if that's not in alignment with you, you're never going to reach it because there's, there's a disharmony in the belief of, I believe I can have this, or I even want this. And so it's really important for us to get clear on what are the goals that we want to take, but with soul behind them, with intention, with integrity, not just like, "Mm, I don't know, like, 
now's a perfect time too. We've all been reassessing what are our goals. And I want to know personally, have you guys been thinking about like what it is that you want to create for yourself, what you want to experience this year that may have been different from last year? Because we all know last year was a wake up call and a perspective shift for all of us to start aligning with what does feel good. So do you find that you have new goals set for yourself this year that maybe you didn't have in a previous year? Uh, yeah. Um, for me, uh, and for, I'll speak on Corey's behalf uh, a little bit, and he can tell you his personal, but as far as, as, as work and business, uh, we, you know, hair to street, uh, and this year is, is we're going to launch a website and we're seeing how we can, uh, continue to love and, and, and just try to open up things for the industry in ways that it hasn't before. And so we, we just, you know, again, we love this industry so much that, you know, um, it, it's coming, you know, straight out of our pockets and, and we're, we're just giving it back and trying to just, you know, love on everybody in the industry as much as we can. And, and that's our goal this year is, is mainly the website and continue to, to grow hair to street that way. You know, in the last, you know, probably starting in early 2020, um, you know, we started using the hashtag community with the word unity, like, like in capital letter, like it's about, it's about community and unity. And, and, and until the website, you know, pretty much, I mean, we've done a lot of stuff to kind of like, you know, be a part of the community and stuff like that. But we're, but with our website that's coming up is that that's the focus of it. Like, it's truly like we're putting, we're, we're, we're putting our dollars where our mouth's been, you know, and like, we're trying to build this website or we're going to build this website that is community based and within our industry. And, and, and we're, we're really, really excited about, about what's to come and the potential and, and of, of what it could be. And, and just like, how do we unite the, the industry and how do we become, you know, a resource that the, that the industry can, that the industry can, can use. So yeah, that's certainly um, what uh, what hair industry's you know goals and stuff are. You know, as far as personal ones, and especially reflecting on 2020, is you know it, it's the one thing that I struggle with the most, and that's like being present when I'm in the room. You know, and 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 you know being present. You know, when when I'm with my wife, I want to be present with my wife, and I'm doing a little bit better job of that. Um, I, I, I a, a technique or, or something that I've used is that when I'm in the room with my wife, is that I plug my phone in and put it in a different room because as long as it's on me. I'm going to be obsessed with it, or I'm going to be, you know, that kind of stuff. So, so um, I've plugged it in and then, you know, left it in a different room. And, and it's weird because like, I stress out about it for about three or four minutes, literally three or four minutes. And then after like four minutes, like, I don't even think about the phone anymore, which is so weird because for the last 10 hours, I've been nothing but obsessed about it. You know what I mean? So, um, so that's, I'm trying to be more, um, you know, again, more engaged in the room. And I think I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, because it's something that I truly, truly struggle with and, and, and something that I'm trying to uh, try speak about freedom i'm trying to look i'm trying to get i'm trying to create freedom there or have freedom you know away from you know not the phone and i don't think the phone's a bad thing or something but it's bad when i can't be in the room or i can't be engaging with with those that i should be yeah 100 percent. i wonder what it would take for you to minimize that four minutes to maybe four seconds yeah, I mean, you, 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 listen, I'm really happy with four minutes. <laughs> listen, like I said, I was on it for 10 hours before, uh, totally obsessed with it. So, so you know, the uh, you're right there. You know what's going to do that? Practice. Practice makes perfect. A hundred percent. So, you know, and speaking of practice, that leads us to the next lesson, and that is commit to daily action. And even if it's backwards action, I'm okay with that, okay? Like, even if we fall down, I'm okay with that. We just have to create the momentum. It's when fear builds up, we create stagnant energy. And 
it gets so heavy that we're like, oh, well, I guess I just, I, maybe I just can't do this. We have to take daily consistent action. We all know it takes about 21 days to create a habit. So if we're going to set a goal for ourselves, we have to give ourselves the best starting off point. And that is committing to small little chunks every single day for at least the first month. And for me, that could be two minutes. You could commit two minutes to brainstorming about what is that goal or how can I get started or researching or Googling. Like maybe you don't know how to start a website. So you Google it for two minutes. Like it is just small, daily, consistent action that makes all the difference because the truth is time is going to pass anyway. What are you doing with your time that makes the difference? So if you can decide your goal, set it from a place of intention, figure out what it is that you want, then you can kind of break it down into small chunks and small action steps so that you don't feel overwhelmed. And this is the thing that I do every day or every week when I pull out my calendar. I write, what are my top three goals for this week? And what are the five action steps that I need to take in order to move forward with each one of those goals? So I have 15 action steps every day or every week. And just depends on where I'm at in the process so that I never can use the excuse. Well, I don't know what to do. How many of us have gotten to the place where we're like, well, we want to do something new and different. And of course we don't know because it's new and different, but we use the excuse. Well, I don't know. The truth is every time I guide someone in my coaching practice to write out their three top projects and then the next five steps that they need to do, every single person I've ever coached has done it in less than five minutes five minutes. It only takes five minutes to come up with 15 steps in three different goals. And I can guarantee that everyone can do this. And even if you don't know what the next step is, if you sit with it long enough or write at least the first step, all I need you to do is step one. My Most first step would be to write the list. Yeah. Step one is right. Step one is to have clarity and decide, you know, uh, when, when someone decides it is done, it takes a firm and definite decision to be able to manifest. If you read think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill, which is one of my favorite books, this is, um, the, one of the things he says to be able to manifest is having a clear and definite purpose and, and making that decision. So we have to decide. And so when we write down those steps, so many people are concerned with step 50. Well, I don't know what step 50 is. So I guess I'm just not going to start. And that's where so many people get caught up in this like future pacing, but all we have is the present. So if we can write down what we need to do, what those steps are, then we can come back to the present moment, look at our list and say, okay, I can do number one. I can, I can Google, I can search on Google what, what step number two is. And then we write step number two. So it's so important to just take one step in the direction of your dreams every single day to commit to that. This is so incredibly true. And like, and when we started the podcast, like we had no idea, you know, I mean, so many times in years past that, you know, Tony and I, we would have these ideas about what we wanted to do, or you know, just for whatever, it doesn't even matter. It could be fantasy football, but, but we got so tied down in the minutia of doing it that we just never got started. And, and, and when we started the podcast, literally we were like, we have no idea what we're doing. And there was so much freedom in that. There was so much freedom in not knowing what we were doing and just, just accept it that we were going to learn on the way, you yeah. know? Um, and, and, you know, the discussion that we had many, many times before we started the podcast and many, many times after the podcast started was that we're going to make mistakes, you know, and, and, and just accept there's so much freedom in going, I am going to make, we just talked about failure. I am going to fail at this. I am going to make mistakes in this. And then just because when you, when, when you have that approach, like you have the mistake and then it just brushes off your back, you go, okay, well, we're not going to do that again. That was dumb. You know? Um, and then it just brushes off your back as opposed to sitting in it and going, Oh my God, I can't believe I made a mistake. And we did this and we did that. Um, you know, so, so there was so, again, there was so much freedom in that. And the podcast is, we just, 
we just opened the mic and said, whatever happens, happens. We're going to learn along the way. And, and I can't tell you um, how much how much freedom that that, that that brought us and was able to kind of grow the podcast. You know, we talked to so many people that want to start a podcast because people always call us for, for some kind of consulting or whatever. And, you know, we're happy to do it or we're happy to give our advice. But, you know, you can kind of see the people that are getting that are getting stuck in the like. Oh, what's next? How do I get started? Or how do I do this? I mean, when we started this, we had one mic, man, you know, <laughs> like we didn't even know, we, we didn't know till the second episode that we needed two mics. One mic know? and a bunch of bruises on our foreheads. <laughs> exactly. Banging our heads, <laughs> trying to get on mic, you know? <laughs> so, 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 so yeah, I'm just uh, validating what you were saying that, that, you know, like, like just get started. Getting started is the hardest bit and, and anything else other than just getting started is just going to get in the way. Yeah, it's 100% true. And I just suggest that people fail their way to success and have that mentality of like, I am going to learn a lot. This is new for me. I don't know what I'm doing. And if you think about anything you've ever done in the past, that was a new goal. You have messed up. You have had a mistake. And I want to remind you of that word. It's not a mistake. Oh my God, you're the worst. It's a mistake. Just like they don't film a movie in one take. Neither are your goals going to unfold in one take. You're going to have to learn the lessons and realize that actually maybe there's something better and you wouldn't have known that had you not walked through that door and fallen on your face. You know, it's really important for us to know that the mistakes, the failures, the hardships, the nose being slammed, the door of no being slammed in our face, all of that is just to help redirect our energy and to find a new way or a new creative solution. And the truth is, I'm sure the podcast has turned out even better than you could have imagined because you had that freedom of the approach. I would listen. <laughs> when we started this thing we were just hopeful that you know our, our wives and kids would listen to it now they're probably right. the only ones that aren't listening to it now but, you know, <laughs> at least when we got started i mean we had no there was none of that we just wanted to open the mic and have some fun and, and and try to you know talk to people in our industry that we found interesting and like it's been beyond our wildest dreams i mean hell we're we're doing a six-part series of shine school with Britt carmichael who would have thunk it who right? would have thought and you know what you just nailed this entire the whole essence of this lesson if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Because if you're not having fun, you're going to quit. If you're not having fun, you're going to burn out. If you're not having fun, you're not going to ask for help. If you're not having fun, you're not going to get up and commit every single day. And the way that we can continue that commitment, because sometimes like if we make a mistake, we can be hard on ourselves, especially if we haven't gone through the process of healing and self-discovery. So the next lesson in this module is called celebrate the small wins. We wait till the end of the goal to say, oh my God, I did it. And then quickly after that is, well, now what? And I had that experience when uh, a, a few years ago, I had said to the universe, I, I was putting my dreams out there to be turned into reality. But I really want to spread my message. I really feel like I have something that I want to offer the world and not just one client at a time behind the chair. And not long after that, I had a woman sit down. She busted into her sister's hair appointment. She's like, I'm getting married next week and will you cut my hair? And I usually say no. Uh, just to set the tone and like, here's my boundaries, book online, this is how it works. But something intuitively inside me said, yes, do this. And you have to trust your intuition. And ultimately, going through this process and journey of Shine School is getting to know you better so that you can trust yourself. And when I said yes, I did her hair. She ended up calling me months later and she said, hey, I don't know if you remember me. I crashed my sister's appointment. I actually work for Good Morning Texas and we're doing a segment on short hairstyles and we're looking for a hairdresser and I automatically thought of you. And I was like, okay, opportunity is here. Have to say yes. Oh my goodness. 
I get to the, I get to the station. I'm about to do the segment. I'm freaking out. I'm like shaking all this energy. It's the first time I've been on like, well, not the first time I've been on TV, but it was like, it was a big deal to me. I was like, this is a goal. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time in my, in my career. And I looked at Chris and I said, Oh my God, what do I do? I'm freaking out. I need advice. And he said, babe, just be yourself. And I thought, but that's too easy. And that's when I realized we make it so hard on ourselves that all we have to do is just show up, be ourselves and have a good time. And the reason why I shared this story is because when that was over, when I went home, we got to the, we got to the end of it. It was over. The segment had aired, started getting clients, messages, all the things started coming. The, the next question that came to my mind was, well, now what? And it will happen every single time you accomplish a goal. So the important thing, knowing that that's going to happen when we accomplish goals is that we have to celebrate every single step. If you wake up, celebrate. Mm. You know what I mean? Every single thing is something to celebrate. And and we talked about this in a previous lesson, attitude of gratitude. So celebrating every small step. Hey, I, I emailed that person finally. Hell yeah. Celebration. Hey, I, you know, we'd love to check off our to-do list. There's something like that feels so good to our brain when we're like, sometimes I just write like, wake up so I can check it off and feel good. And you know what I mean? Like mm, celebration. So we have to celebrate every single step along the journey, even if they're backwards, because if we wait till the end to celebrate, it's very short lived. That segment was less than two minutes. Gone. Boom. Um, it, you know, you brought up like check it off your list. Uh, there's a great talk, and I'm sure everybody in the world has listened to it. It was uh, it was Admiral McRaven, um, a former Navy SEAL uh, um, in the Navy, and uh, I think he was talking to Texas. Actually, coincidentally enough, I think he was talking to the University of Texas. And and in his in his speech, he talked about the first thing that he does is to make his bed, and why? Because he's already accomplished the very first thing of the day, and that was just to make your bed. And he says everything starts with the very first thing that you do. So, but for you, that'd be the second thing you did because first you woke up so you can check that off but then you know on that checklist too and then he said you know to make your bed because you've already accomplished something for the day and it's it's, it's nice and comfy when you get back there at the end of the day and 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 th- that that's a great lesson um that that's a great lesson too so if you haven't seen it look up admiral mcraven on youtube and you know he, he's he's a spectacular speaker and and it was an incredible commencement speech yeah, I notice that anytime I don't make my bed for the day, I realize it's a super lazy, like mm, unplanned, unstructured kind of day. But when I wake up with that invigoration and like I'm ready to set, I'm ready to get started, I'm ready to set that foundation to create that, you know, it just, I always say it's intention, it's, right? It is. It's, and, and that's ultimately what all of this is about is getting down to what is your intention? What do you want? Every time I ask people, what do you want? They say, I don't know. Well, how? You're the only one that can know. So we've got to start figuring out what it is that you want, what lights you up, what makes you feel good. So celebrating the small wins helps to, you know, just create feelings of good. We all want to feel good, right? You know, so we can do that to ourselves in a very easy way if we just learn to start celebrating the small stuff. So the next lesson in this module, turning dreams into reality is affirmations. I don't know if you guys have ever used affirmations like I am amazing, I am powerful, but this is a great way to retrain your mind. You know, in module three, we talked about creating that mindset makeover. And if you have that inner mean girl and that ego that's just constantly talking shit to you, it's going to be really hard to reprogram the negative things that she has to say for me or he, whatever. Um, For me, my inner mean girl used to say I'm fat all the time. And I think we shared that earlier and how I went through the healing forgiveness process and all of that. Well, the way that I started to reclaim my mind and to find that presence and focus was using the affirmation. 
I allow my higher self to take over my lower mind, despite what my ego thinks. And I said that affirmation a good gazillion times in the last 10 years or so. I have been saying this over and over and over and over to myself as that reminder of bringing myself back. It's like bringing yourself back to center. You know, we are this like balance of, you know, trying to find our center, trying to find what feels good for us, our harmony. And for me, when my mind gets out of control, I have to bring her back down and be like, Hey girl, you're running, you're running the show. And that's not what you're here to do. Okay. You're here to support me and not be the leader. And so for me, I use affirmations to just bring my mind back to the present moment so that I'm not getting caught down the rabbit hole of negative thinking. I love that. Uh, yeah. And, and, and speaking of affirmations, I, you know, I even practice that with my children and my wife. Uh, growing up, I would always tell my, my children, you guys are blessed and highly favored. Every day, every morning on the way to school, I would say you are blessed and highly favored. Um, and, and it's funny because my daughter and I just uh, a, a few days ago, we, we, we talked about that. And she goes, Dad. She goes, I, I, you know, I still believe I'm blessed and highly favored. Thank you so much. And I was like, it's just in my wife, every morning I tell her you are beautiful. And if you ask, you know, my wife, what do, what do you think your husband think of you? She would, she would automatically offer tongue said, he thinks I'm beautiful. I, I truly believe in, in positive words of affirmation. Amazing. It's powerful. And it, and it just proves that we talked about earlier when we were talking in the forgiveness module about how we develop beliefs before age 11, before our critical factors form. And if you are saying those things, those positive beliefs to them as children, it's no wonder that they still hold that true because it is in alignment with what feels good. If you said something negative to them, they might be like, well, I don't know, something's not right. And that's where I feel like schizophrenia starts to come in, where we know that we aren't, but someone told us that we are, that was an authority figure that we love. So we're battling between like, what is actually true? And so I love that you offered that positive belief to them. That's so powerful. I don't know if this is an affirmation, but it's certainly part of my practice too. And I actually stole it from Jocko Willock, uh, another Navy SEAL. I don't know how we keep, you know, going around the Navy SEALs because I'm a little, in the Navy probably. And I'm a little like fascinated by these guys anyways. Nephew? But, <laughs> my nephew is a Navy SEAL. Yes, he is. Shout out to Matt Blankenship. Um, he's going to hate that. I just called him out by the way, <laughs> but, but I don't know if this is an affirmation or not, but, but whenever things get tough and Jocko Willick talks about this in his book, and he's, he's talked about it on a few podcasts that I've listened to whenever things get tough, he, uh, his response is always good. You know, and like, even when I'm working out and I'm hurting and like, it's like, Oh, like if you ride the Peloton, you know what I'm talking about, but you know, you're grinding out a climb and stuff and you're starting to hurt really bad. Like Jocko's voice comes through my head. Good. You know what you've, it's only tough because you've worked to get here to be tough. You know, and now this is the time to prove that you're tough. And on the other side of being tough is is, is even more toughness, is even more struggle, you know, and like, good, because you've earned it. You're here because you've put the work in. Yeah, it's absolutely an affirmation. And the intention behind it is keep going and motivating and inspiring. It's not like you're not good enough, you know, no. hey, you are good enough to go through this and you got this. And I feel like you earned it. it. You yeah, earned the good is cheering you on is something that is going to be helpful. Now, here's the thing. Affirmations only work when you put feeling and intention behind it, not just saying the words. We all can say like, oh, I want to be a millionaire. But if you don't believe it, if you don't put that energy and essence and worthiness into it, then it's never going to happen. It's just words, right? But it's the energy and intention and the vibration. I mean, we're getting a little woo-woo here. And I, I know you guys knew you were jumping on that train, but it's the vibration <laughs> and the frequency that we are, that we hold ourselves in that 
is that attracting factor of what it is that we're calling for. So it's really important that we figure out what it is that we want, do the work to heal the beliefs that say it's not possible or we're not worthy of receiving that. And then that's where we start to use affirmations to really make a difference. Most importantly, I use them to retrain the brain because we know it can get crazy in there. So it's just a really quick, easy way to just, hey, bring me back to the present moment, fill my mind, fill my body, fill my heart with something that feels good rather than, I mean, if we're in our mind and we're not using it for creativity, we're probably using it to jack around and not do positive things you know what i mean like playing old scenarios or again i i i don't know if this is a a, a, an affirmation but but i certainly live by certain mantras you know and and what my mantras are what my mantras are is to snap me out of it you know and and the example that we've used because the easiest example is you know when i used to hold a door open for someone if they didn't say thank you i automatically went in like well you dirty rat you know i can't believe you didn't say thank you and then like i I rechanged my thought again and now I use the same mantra is that I didn't open the door as an investment, right? I didn't, I wasn't, if I opened the door as an investment, I opened the door for the wrong reason for the person. I just did it to be a better citizen in the, in the world. Right. So by, by saying, you know, it's not an investment, it was a gift, then I can live in that gift space. And that doesn't bother me. You know, that that's okay. Whatever. It was never intended to be an investment. So, you know, if you say thank you, that's awesome. I appreciate it. But if you don't say thank you, that was never the purpose in the first place. Yeah, it's also a reflection of where they're at. You know, so many times I pass people in the hallway with their head down and it just looks covered in darkness and sadness. And I can feel that and see that. And I always, good morning, how are you? Have a good day, hello. And they'll just continue to walk on. And and I felt the same way in the beginning, like rude, like why wouldn't you say hello? But then I realized that gift gift was not unconditional. That gift was conditional. If I give you love, you have to give it back to me by saying thank you and recognizing me and honoring me. But like I said, it's a gift that we want to give and whether they are willing to receive it or not, like we just have to put it out there, you know, Boom. it's beautiful. All right. Let's move on to the next lesson, which is visualization. And actually one last thing, I have a worksheet inside shine school that has over a hundred different affirmations to help you start retraining your brain. Like, so whether they're around health or wealth or self-love and confidence, all, there are different areas that you can use these different affirmations to to call in abundance, to call in support, whatever it is that you need. Now, moving forward, we then go into visualization, which is your ultimate powerful manifestation tool. It is the thing that makes the difference. When we hold a vision in our mind for longer than 17 seconds, it starts to create in physical form. So here's the good part. I always remind people that if you have a negative thought, you don't have to beat yourself up, especially going down that, you know, like, oh, crap, I did this and I'm so bad. You have 17 seconds to correct yourself. I personally say cancel and then just recreate. It's like if you're painting on a canvas, you just paint white over it and paint again. And so for me, that cancel is like painting it, giving it a fresh blank start thing. Ooh, messed that one up. Let me try again. So cancel and then rethink or revisualize what it is that I'm creating. And for me, the way that I started doing that was I really wanted to start um, speaking in a positive tone, whereas, you know, not saying I don't want this, or I don't want that. Because when you say I don't want this, you still visualize it. Like, for example, I don't want pizza. What did you guys just visualize? A pizza, correct? I just visualized more for Tony and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got that abundance mindset. <laughs> but no, seriously, you visualize the pizza. And that's what you're basically communicating to the universe. You're saying, oh, I don't want pizza, but you're visualizing pizza. So the universe goes, okay, here you go. Here's pizza. So we have to really be smart about the visions that we're making in our mind and make sure that they're in alignment of what we do want. 
So in this visualization lesson, I create, I created a beautiful guided meditation to help you create this amazing reality in your mind and visualize all the things that you want in your future. If you want to be an educator on stage, it's you getting up and pretending like you're walking up on stage. You can feel your shoes hit the floor. You can hear the clack, clack, clack. You can hear the tap of the mic. You can see all the people staring back at you. You can feel the energy that comes up. You're like, oh my God, I'm about to teach in front of all these people. It's about creating those feelings and putting yourself in your mind in the situation. If you've ever heard anything about um, Olympic champions using this technique to be able to visualize their routine, to go through the whole process, to see what it feels like. All of that contributes to why some of these Olympic athletes are doing so much better because they're actually using their mind to benefit them and not using their mind to bully them and say, oh, you're going to mess it up. You're going to fall. You're going to mess this up. How many of you or how have you guys heard of people like basketball players or Olympic champions using visualization as a technique to be able to do something better? Absolutely. Yeah. I think the first uh, recall of that is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would always visualize in his mind how that game would play out. And, uh, he, and he, come on, he, the greatest player, basketball player in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, it obviously. No better worked. example, right? 100%. 100%. And um, I don't know if you guys watched his documentary this last year, but he'll even talk about that. And it just it, that shows the difference that makes the difference. And it's how we use our mind. And we have not been taught in this culture in our society to use our mind in a constructive and positive way. We have become the servant to this mind. And ultimately, that's what Albert Einstein said. He, you know, he said it can be a servant or you can be the master and you get to decide. And I think this um, part of the lesson is really giving you the power. It's putting you back into the driver's seat. It's showing you that you're the one making the difference with the thoughts and the images and the feelings that you hold within yourself. And all of the work that we've done in Shine School leading up to this moment has created that awareness of how how you've contributed to what you're creating in your life. And ultimately you get to that part, that point where you take responsibility and you say, Oh my God, I was doing this. I was thinking those negative thoughts about myself. I was saying I wasn't good enough. It was nobody else. Maybe someone planted the idea, but I continued it. And this is the way to stop that negative cycle of the vision that you see of yourself. So many, you know, we are only as strong as our self-image and we visualize our self-image. If you take a moment to think about when you think about yourself, when you visualize yourself in your own mind, what do you see? Do you see what's exactly reflected back in the mirror? Or do you visualize an old version of yourself? Because a lot of the times when I take people through this process, they visualize old, outdated versions that aren't who they are or aren't who they want to be. And so we have to re-visualize and reimagine who we want to become and who we're stepping into. I had a client who was 21 years old, booked me as her coach, and she visual. And I, I might have shared this earlier, but we've been here, we've been together for six weeks. I don't know. <laughs> she, she said to me, I I, I had it, we were going going through the visualization process of recreating her self-image. And I said, when you look at yourself, what do you see? She says, I see my seventh grade body. I said, well, no wonder you're having body dysmorphia issues because you aren't your body from seventh grade. You are 21 years old and it has changed and it will not go back. And so she's operating from an outdated mental vision of herself, which is creating this disconnect and disharmony of, well, I'm not where I think I should be. So it's important for us to create that visualization of who do we want to become and know that it's okay where we're at now, as long as we're taking that daily consistent action to be more present, to be more loving, to be more, um, responsive rather than reactionary. You know, when we can take a deep breath, 
hold it for a minute and then offer from a place of, um, understanding offer from a place of, okay, I know this is not about me. This is about you that I think Tony, like what you're working on is so freeing because you start to realize that anything that's coming at you, you're just a reflection for them. And it is usually their own issues. But a lot of the times when we react, it's because we're taking them on as our own. And when we can take a deep breath and recognize and create that moment of like separation, like this isn't me, then, you know, it's so much easier to respond and offer love and not come from a defensive standpoint. All right. Back to, uh, Back to like real life kind of stuff. Um, I think a great example of this is if you my stuff's not real life. Homie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think a great example of this is once again another text in there. Coincidentally enough, but if you listen to Matthew McConaughey's acceptance speech from when he won when he won the Oscar, and like the first time I heard it, I was like, "Where is this guy coming from?" You know. But what he talked about he talked about is that he always visualized himself ten years in the future. And what is what is Matthew McConaughey ten years in the future? Um, where is he and how does he do that? And he talked about his visualization process. And, and I thought that it, it, after watching it the first time and re-listening to it now a hundred times, like it's so spot on, you know, it's so spot on about, about who do we look to? And, and, and Matthew said, I look to myself, I look to a better version of myself. And, and, and I've used that in my practice as well, a little bit is like, you know, who's this perfect person, you know, who's the perfect Corey and how, and how can I find him? And, and, and that's my guiding light all the time. Like, okay, how can I get, not all the time. Trust me, I fail at that at, at times as well, but you know, but that's who, that's who I seek to be. That's who I seek to be. Well, what, what is, we, we can all kind of imagine what a perfect person is or, or what, what we see. That, so, so why shouldn't we strive for that? You know, cause, cause we, our ego wants to say like, Oh, you're just being conceited or you're being arrogant or not, but no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking for the perfect me, you know? And, and I know, and I can, I can identify what those perfect traits are, you know? So when, when I fall off of those perfect traits, I've got someone to look to as a role model and it happens to be myself. And that's so beautiful. And the truth is you are already that perfect person. It's just deciding and determining what, actions, attitudes, and beliefs aren't in alignment with that perfect version of yourself and eliminating those. It's not, you have to change. You know, I have a hard time with the word self-improvement because you cannot improve the self. The self is a perfect being. It's the mind, the identity, the personality, the ego that has to do the transforming and, and releasing of what it is not. And I think, you know, like you said, it is an ongoing practice. And if, that's your commitment and that's your um, intention, then you will step into that version that you're seeing of yourself. And I always love to post before and after pictures of me because a lot of people that meet me in the present have no clue where I came from, have no clue what I used to look like, how I used to treat myself, how I used to talk to myself. And when you see a picture of me from a decade ago, you can see the pain, you can see the anger, you can see the sadness. And um, it's, it's like looking at two different people. Anytime I show my before picture to people, they're like, who is that? That's not you. (laughs) That was me, man. Like that was me. It wasn't me, but that was who I was pretending to be. And so when you look at me now, it's like, so it's just such a complete difference. And the only way that I can say that I know that it is true when you visualize that perfect version of yourself, she's in there, he's in there. I know it to be true only because I've lived it. And I look back at pictures of myself who was beating herself up, who was talking shit, who was judging other people, all of those things that were not the per- my perfect self were shadowing the light that I had to offer. And, and it, it is only because I can look back and realize like, oh, wow, we have grown, we have evolved, we have changed. And so I, I think it's perfect to use yourself as that future inspiration, not anyone else, because you're not them. You came here to be you. And the last lesson of 
Shine School, which is so exciting. I can't believe we're finally here. (laughs) The universe has your back. This is the ultimate surrender. This is the ultimate trust. Like we talked about earlier, it's about having trust in yourself. When When you can cultivate that and know that even if you fall down, even if you fail, even if you learn the lesson, even if you struggle with learning the lesson, but still are willing to try to move forward, this is the ultimate combination for the universe saying, you know what, you're willing to put in the work. So am I, we wait to take the leap of faith till there's this perfect sign or this perfect moment, but the the net only appears after you take the leap. It's knowing and proving to the universe, Hey, I believe in myself enough to try that the universe then meets you with the opportunities, the people, the experiences that you need to be able to continue to move down that path. And when you choose to do things that light up your soul, that make a difference in the world, then guaranteed the universe will always have your back. But when you are going against what's in alignment for yourself, when you're going against your intentions, when you're living up to someone else's expectations, when you're trying to people, please, you're going to be met with lessons every step of the way. And it's going to feel like the universe isn't supporting you. But the truth is those learning lessons are exactly what you need to build the faith and confidence and trust in yourself to say, you know what? I do have this. I may not know what the hell I'm doing, but I know I'm here and I know I'm capable. And when you have that kind of attitude, the universe universe responds with opportunities and abundant blessings every which way you look. You guys started this podcast from a place of wanting to give back, from a place of soul, from a place of purpose. And look how these opportunities and things that have unfolded that you would have never guessed. Or I mean, hell, I'm here. We would have never guessed this could have happened. You know what I mean? And I feel the same way for me and my manifesting journey is I've gotten to the place and I've eliminated the doubt to where I can step in and be this educator and be a role model. But it took many years of practice and unlearning and and just building up that confidence and the courage that it takes to be able to shine your light. So when you follow what your heart is calling you towards, you will always be met with opportunities that help move you forward. Brittany, 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 June. You're you're amazing. I'm in all of you. I'm complete yeah. in um uh, in all of you. Um, I it, listen. Thanks for letting two guys be a part of this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm signing you guys yeah. up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but we we appreciate it, dude. We appreciate you. How can um if you know people want to get more information on Shine School on 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 Brit on on whatever? How can how can how can ones find you? Absolutely. You can find all the self-love resources, including Shine School over at my website, BrittanyCarmichael.com, or you can come hang out with me, shoot me a DM on Instagram at the world by Brit. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded um, soul sisters on, on a mission to learn to love themselves and to show up and shine their light, and I have a private Facebook community called Shine Tribe Sisterhood. Love that. Can, can, can some guys come into the sisterhood? You know, I, it's, it's so hard for me to say no, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's lesson seven and that's boundaries, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention that because later this year, I think we're going to be including um, a couple of additional modules just to help people. Once they've gotten to this point, then there is a next level of creating from a, a place of intention and awareness. And so once we can heal the darkness, the pain, the resentment, the anger, all of that, then we need new tools to start operating from. And ultimately, this is just to get you to that natural base level of you're amazing. You're meant to be here. You're meant to shine. You have a purpose. And once we get to that place, then we have a solid foundation to really do the work that we came here to do. Well, for everybody listening, I guarantee you're going to fall in love with her as we have. And um, thank you. Thank you so, so much for sharing this with us and our listeners. And 
again, you'll see us stalking, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but we can't wait to have those new episodes on. Absolutely. Miss Britt Carmichael, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day on. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs> 